Accidents happen every single day. An accident might be something as simple as walking into a counter and hurting your hip. Or as complicated as hitting somebody with your vehicle. At the end of the day, accidents are often considered to be tragic regardless of whether they were avoidable or not. The only problem is that some accidents aren't accidents at all. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 2015 death of Vincent Viafor, a 46-year-old man who died while kayaking in the Hudson River. It was believed that this was an accident. Then, police changed their minds. As you all know, I generally avoid cases that have happened within the last 10 years, but I have to say that while I was reading about this, this case really struck me. I'm not here to say whether or not Vincent Viafor was murdered, but as we get into this, I think that you'll see that something really isn't right with this case on all sides. So, let's get into it. Vincent Viafor was the life of the party. He loved spending time with friends, drinking, and his fiancée, Angelica Graswald. On April 19th, 2015, he drowned while kayaking. On the day in question, the water was cold in the high 40s, and it wasn't just cold. It was dangerous, too the water-forming waves that were estimated to be between three and five feet in height. It was not a safe day to go kayaking. And this seems like something that everyone agrees on. But Vincent's friends said that he insisted. They said that when Vincent wanted to do something, there was no talking him out of it. He chose to enter the water with Angelica after he had been drinking. According to Angelica, her final conversation with Vincent before he drowned ended with him saying, this is an adventure of a lifetime. He took his kayak out into the rough water and that's when everything went wrong. Vincent's kayak began to take on a high volume of water. And though Angelica tried to pull him out, it only resulted in him losing his paddle. He instructed her to call 911 while he fought for his life. Angelica called, absolutely frantic. During the call, she pleaded for help, saying she could still see him. She just couldn't get to him because it was too dangerous. By time police arrived... They pulled her out of the water, and Vincent was nowhere to be found. The search for his body began. Obviously, this very much sounds like an accident. 
So you might be surprised to know that Angelica was imprisoned after pleading guilty to lesser murder charges. So how could a scene like this be turned into a murder? What secrets did the autopsy reveal? Well, according to the autopsy, Vincent drowned. A man drowning in a sinking kayak hardly seems like a murder. And it wasn't treated like one initially. But then police saw something they didn't like. And whether Angelica did murder him or play any role in his death or not, I think this is something that we should all be fairly concerned about. Police decided to explore the possibility that the crime was a homicide because they didn't like the way that Angelica was behaving after he went missing. Their main point of focus? Social media. While Vincent was missing, Angelica posted a video of herself doing cartwheels and an older photo of her kayaking. Her friends say she was distracting herself and trying to stay hopeful. Police, on the other hand, saw a killer that had no remorse. They came up with a new theory. That Vincent drowned because his kayak was tampered with. This kayak was a huge point of focus for police, and they built their entire case around it. Without being able to say that something went wrong with the kayak, they couldn't say that anyone else was involved in his death. They chose to focus on two specific aspects of the kayak. The first was Vincent's paddle, which they said was missing a ring, causing him to lose it as a possible flotation device, a fact which they said could have saved his life. The second was his kayak's drain plug, which was also missing. Now that sounds pretty severe, right? Police chose to focus on these two aspects, and they made the case that Angelica was responsible for removing the drain plug and the ring on the paddle. At least concerning the drain plug, this was true. But there is more to this than I think any of us would assume. And once again, we have a good example of why framing matters. When I first read that she had removed the kayak strain plug, I thought, oh, that is really suspicious. And that's a pretty fair assumption, right? In my mind... I assumed that this drain plug was comparable to what you would see in, like, a Jeep. A plug on the bottom to let water out when it gets in. That isn't true. At least not with this model of kayak. The plug was for a hole on top of the kayak. Because it was designed to be flipped upside down when you wanted to drain it. As far as the paddle floating away so he couldn't use it as a flotation device, that also sounded like a somewhat fair contributing factor to me. I would say it sounds like a stretch, but what does the science say? A forensic scientist named Archer went out with an outdoors expert named Buddy, 
and they decided to put this theory to the test. They began by getting out into the water using the model of kayak in question. Buddy sat in the kayak, and even being notably smaller than Vincent, Buddy's kayak was very low in the water. This is not a good thing, and it's why these kinds of devices have weight limits. In calm water, it's okay. But in rough water, that's a pretty big problem to have. Then there was the paddle. Could the paddle be used to help someone float to safety? To test this, they tied a five-pound brick to the paddle. The paddle sank immediately. There was no really normal way that the paddle could have helped save Vincent from drowning, at least not as a flotation device. And as for the drain plug, this was another dead end. After dumping water over the open drain, they found that essentially no water actually went into it. It was unlikely that this played any real role in his kayak taking on water, which I'm sure is as much of a surprise to you as it was to me. Instead, their testing showed that it was very likely from the rough water coming in over the top of the kayak. Vincent wasn't just sitting low in the water, he also wasn't using a skirt, which meant that any water could just dump right in. So again, how did this become a murder case? Many believe that it was due to misleading documents and aggressive interrogation styles. According to now-retired Detective Jim Tranium, there was a pretty big disparity between what police quoted in documents from the interrogation compared to what the videos show. Police stated that there was a very clear confession and that she admitted to tampering with the kayak and to wanting Vincent dead. Now, that is a huge accusation. But experts say that when you watch the interrogation, which lasted 11 full hours you can very clearly see that they are trying to lead Angelica into saying these things. They begin by asking what she could have physically done to cause him to drown. That is a really loaded question. They said that she took away the paddle. She said she was trying to help him, but he got pulled away, leaving the paddle behind. They say she removed the plug so his kayak would sink. But in the video, Angelica repeatedly says that she removed it before the trip because their cat was playing with it. That doesn't exactly sound like a murder confession, right? So, what about her wanting him dead? What does that look like? Well... Their relationship was falling apart, and Angelica very clearly wanted out of it. Things were not going well, and when pressed, she told police that she was relieved that he was gone. In fact, they had just recently had another huge fight. 
Her diary revealed that Vincent had started to pressure her to participate in sexual situations that she didn't want to be a part of. This is called sexual coercion, and it is rape and a form of domestic abuse. In the entry, she said that she wished he was dead. Unfortunately, domestic violence proved to be a recurring theme in this case. Information came out about Angelica that made her seem like a pretty bad person to be in a relationship with. An ex-boyfriend talked about her threatening to break into his home and lying on the ground in front of his car until she gave them their joint cat after they broke up, despite her having nowhere to keep the cat. And he said that she had a temper, too. Another friend spoke about how she was violent towards him. She said that she repeatedly struck Vincent across the face when she got drunk. All of this does paint Angelica in a terrible light, and there is no denying that. I think a lot of us would make the leap that a man who hits a woman is also likely to kill her. But more people would be hesitant to say the same is true for a woman hitting a man. So I will just let you think on that one. There's a lot to unpack in all of that. And I think that we're just starting to look at domestic violence in its entirety and how it impacts genders. I know we don't say it often enough, but a woman who hits, slaps, pinches, shoves, or does anything like any of that is a violent and abusive woman. That is domestic violence. Women don't get a pass because they pack a lighter punch in some cases. Hitting someone is hitting someone. And I can certainly see where the narrative that Angelica didn't care about Vincent's well-being came from. But, in this specific instance, does it make her a killer? I don't have an answer to that question. Vincent's family and police do seem to believe that she did it. And regardless of anyone's opinion, Angelica went to prison for her crimes for a couple of years. Probably closer to what you would expect with a domestic violence charge. She pleaded guilty to criminally negligent homicide in the end to avoid a life sentence. And she was released in 2017. So, if you would like to discuss reasons to never talk to police without a lawyer, ways to stay safe while kayaking, or the ethical complications of police interrogation, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at Thanks, guys.